0: The focus here is to help you find the strength and support to help you feel lighter, happier, more positive, and in a better frame of mind to face the inevitable challenges of your current journey. Welcome back to the Do Divorce Right podcast. I have the great privilege to be talking to somebody today. Her name's Leah Johannes. Leah is a published author. The book is called Memoirs of a Young Ethiopian Girl. She is a transformational coach. she is a Christian, she is a mom, she is a dancer. She's a software engineer and she has an incredible story that I can't wait for people to hear about transforming from being a stay-at-home mom to being quite
1: a badass, actually, Leah.
0: Welcome. Thanks for coming on the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yeah, me too. Now, Leah, there's so much in your story, um, obviously enough to write a book about, so (laughs) that's amazing. Um, But uh, what I really want to focus focus on today is your transformation from being a stay-at-home mom to then becoming a divorcee who's been able to build a beautiful life for yourself. So there's so much more to your story obviously being a young Ethiopian girl who moved to the States you've been married a couple of times all of that there's a lot there but I really want people to be inspired by your transformation story if that's good with you.
1: Absolutely thank you thank you.
0: So why don't we start with um, maybe how you met the father of your girls, the um, the reason you became a stay-at-home mom in the first place. Would you like to tell us about that?
1: Absolutely. So we, we actually met uh, around my birthday. One of my friends took me out. I was 25, and we met at a club uh, where we went dancing with my friend. And, and he was...
0: You were already living in Texas at this
1: time? Yes, yes. I was already living in Texas. And he was so handsome. So I asked him for a dance. We danced. And he was such a gentleman during the dance. And I thanked him for that dance and walked away. And he came and found me later. And we started dancing again. And from there, I believe I gave him my number. Uh... Actually, you know what? No, no, we did not exchange numbers and we lost touch because that was the only thing I knew was his first name and he worked for an airlines. I knew that. So, wow, I haven't told this in such a long time, so long ago, but I could not get him out of my mind. So I wrote a card. This was so long ago, (laughs) early, early 2000s. And I called the airlines and I said, there's someone that I would like to send a thank you card to. But I only know his first name. And the person on the other line said, ma'am, we have 14,000 employees. There's no way we can find this person. I said, okay, well, I'll just mail it to that area. And I mailed the card. (laughs) It was so (laughs) weird at the time. And he received it and called me. And I said, I just want, you know, I said, thank you for being a gentleman. I don't know why, but, you know, we lost contact, we were supposed to exchange numbers and it didn't happen. So at that time, you know, we didn't have Facebook or anything. Did
0: he have an unusual name or did this card go through all the Davids in the airline?
1: (laughs) I'm telling you, no, he does not have any, and he does not have an unusual name. So it was, it was meant to be at the time, I believe. Yeah. So we started dating from there and we got married about a year and a half later. Mm-hmm. And I'd already, I already had I'd uh, gotten married at 19 to get a green card uh, or my boyfriend at the time married me and I got a green card that way. Um, so I already had a two, three year old bringing her into this yeah, and marriage. Single and single mom, then, right? yes, yes, I was a single mom. And um, were you working? Then,
0: Did you have a career of your own?
1: I was, I did, I did. Uh, I was in a corporate job. And then when him and I got married, I was still working. And when I got pregnant with my second daughter, that's when I stopped working to be a stay-at-home. Which is so, so and this is why,
0: this is why yes. I need to speak to you, right? <laughs> I need to speak to you. And tell women who've decided to take a break from their careers in order to raise their families that there is, there is so much honor in in doing that. It is such Absolutely.
1: an I mean, it's a. It was nice. one of the most yes, it's, one of the most fulfilling seasons of my life. I will tell you that.
0: It's it really also terrifying so when it comes to the end of a marriage, and you think, "Oh my God, I've been out of the workforce for so long. What can I yes. do as a stay-at-home mom?" And so, Leah, yes. you're fire some ladies today.
1: Uh, I hope so. I hope so. It was so scary. I'm telling you, because even like I said, I was a stay home mom for 18 years, for almost 18 years. And when my husband and I, we just grew apart during this time. And we tried and tried to make it work, but we could not get on the same page. And COVID didn't help to tell you the truth. Um, because we were kind of stuck in the same space and we couldn't communicate. So that was really hard on us. Uh, so we finally is, just faced it.
0: It was a, a catalyst to so many divorces.
1: It was, it was. And, and you know, we did not want to be one of those numbers. But, I mean, our issues had started before then, but that just of course, made it worse. It just made it worse. So we had never said that word out loud in our house, the D word. And um, one of us said it, I said it, actually. I said, you know what? This is scary, but we may have to consider this. And you know, we talk about it, go away. Two weeks later, come back. You know, and I, I think we did like that it's a few times. Conversation in many cases. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's like no, let's not talk about it. Let's just work on it. But it, whatever we're working on didn't last. And we came back to the table, and I said, "Okay, if we do this, I." don't want to take you for half cuz we, we've been married almost 20 years and i would get half of everything so i said you know we don't want to really screw up our children's lives any more than what we're going to you know this is going to affect them so we both decided i said okay just give me time to get on my feet just give me time to get get on my feet i can't go back to work with this communications degree i had from 17 years ago so, so I
0: one, Leah when I'd like to pause for a moment there. Can we sure. just dwell in that conversation for a moment? Let's go back to that conversation about give me some time to get myself on my feet. Did you have an idea of what that looked like, or was this like take us back to
1: that moment? Well, we talked about different uh avenues. One was, should we wait till all the kids are out of the house and they're in college? That would have been another 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. And we're like, okay, no, let's not do that. So the good thing is there wasn't really a sense of urgency. Like, okay, you have six months to get your stuff together. It wasn't to that, you know, to that extent. Honestly, at that point, we were sleeping in different bedrooms, but To our daughters, we didn't, they didn't, maybe my 16 year old kind of noticed my 23 year old was already living on her own, but um, I had had a fibroid surgery and I was sleeping in a different room to recover, but I continued staying in that room and my kids probably thought, okay, she's still recovering months later. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess because we, we decided, okay, let's just not be in each other's space. There wasn't a sense of urgency to just get out of the house or, you know, change things or or get the divorce rolling. Like, you know, he was like, okay, just get on your feet. I, I knew it was going to take months. I didn't know if it was going to take a year or not and it didn't help that COVID happened. So it was harder to, to get a job right away. Mm So. It took me about seven months. So what I did was I I went to, I found a coding boot camp actually within 10 miles of my house and I enrolled there. So during the day while the kids were at school, I would go. And I'm so grateful for this because I know there are a lot of single moms who did not land like I did. I, I have friends who had to just immediately leave, pack their stuff, move into a small apartment with their kids, work two, three jobs. So I am grateful for how my situation was different. I was able to go to school. Let's give you some credit. So the,
0: the credit there is due for multiple reasons. You have been able to manage a relationship with your, essentially your ex-husband at that point. You're living separated it's, under the one roof and you have created an atmosphere where you've been able to explain that uh, the benefit here is to the to the entire family. If you're have yes, to get yourself on your feet, you're obviously going to have to work through some emotionally triggering stuff in order to be able to keep the calm and build yes. that. So you yes. can absolutely be grateful and at the same time be proud of yourself to have earned the right to, you know, go to coding boot camp. And-
1: Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Thank yeah. you for honestly because sometimes I feel like I, don't uh, give myself enough credit because to tell you the truth, this is not the first time or the second time <laughs> not that I'm proud to be married. I'm not proud to be divorced twice, but it's something I dealt with and I don't have any shame or guilt about it anymore. I did in the beginning. So divorced twice. No shame. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Because, you know, and culturally too, I come from a culture where it's really shunned down, you know, shunned up on, but I I've dealt with that and I am absolutely fine with it. And still I will say this. I I'm sorry, can you still believe I didn't hear in you? I absolutely, I am a hopeless romantic. Me too. Okay, good. I absolutely I <laughs> cannot wait. <laughs> I would love to be married again, and now I know exactly what that should look like, and I am not willing to sacrifice or settle. I'm uh, not saying they weren't great men, but I do know they were not the exact person for me or at the, at the stage I'm at, I know my values. Beautiful. And it's funny because when I was younger, it's like we look at the big things we look at, okay, he doesn't hit me. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't cheat. Like he comes from a good family, hopefully, or, you know, he has good values, but now it's the little things. Cause when all that is taken away the every day, the small things are so important. This,
0: the communication, the that- communication, the- yeah absolutely
1: yes the intimacy all that so I am in such a space now where I love my peace and I will not sacrifice that just to be with somebody I have some friends who are married who will never leave because you know they're let's say in their early late 40s 50s and they're just scared to start over so they they are miserable and it's it's hard it's hard to start over but I knew I did not want the next 20, 30, 40 years of my life to be the same.
0: Oh, so I was
1: willing to take that risk. And I'm so glad so I did.
0: How did you choose coding boot camp?
1: Well, okay. So I'm a creative person. <laughs> I love to write. Uh, I love health and nutrition and um, dancing and all those things. So I'm a very artsy person. So it was actually hard to choose that. My brother has been in IT. He's a senior uh, software engineer, and he worked for Microsoft. He's 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 been asking me or um, encouraging me for years. He's you know he said this is this will change your life. Get into this, and I was like, no, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm not gonna let anyone you know own me and own my time. (laughs) So it was it was honestly a necessity. I had to look at it differently. It is not something I want to do for the rest of my life it was I'm using it as a vehicle I am very grateful I get to work from home I honestly went to my job once to pick up my laptop so that I could go back home I did not meet my co-workers my boss until like a year later because like I said I got hired during COVID
0: yeah so, so we haven't mentioned that actually yet in yes. this discussion. We, we were talking about it earlier um So you finished coding bootcamp. That took you, what, eight months, 12 months? How
1: long? Um, I think the classes took about eight months, and then I continued. uh, I picked one coding language, one programming language, Java, and then I was building a project based on that so that I could put it on my resume so that when I went on interviews I could show something that I had done in school.
0: And then you get into it's COVID. You need to start for jobs. Okay. What yes, so I,
1: I get my foot in the door as a junior software engineer nice. and it was kind of like a 90-day tri- trial. I mean, I knew they were going to keep me, but, you know, it was a 90-day trial uh, period. I
0: mean, were you terrified? You've been a stay-at-home mom for ages. Oh, hours.
1: my goodness.
0: You've learned yes. a whole new language, a software. Yes. System, and you're going yes. to put yourself out there to ask for jobs.
1: Yes, yes. It was I I mean, if I would call it was one of the most terrifying things I've ever done, but it also showed me how resilient I am and how flexible and adaptable I am. And and that has really encouraged me. Every time I go back to that moment, I think, wow, I can do anything from here. I can do anything from here. And it and was we, just pushing through. You have? Were there any rejections? Yes. Um, let's see. I think the first four interviews, oh, they did not go well at all. A lot of technical questions. And it was funny. They say, you know, it's a junior software developer position. So that means you don't really have experience, but then they, it says two years experience on there. So I'm like, how am I supposed to get into this? So I kind of had a break because the school I went to they came to me and they said, Hey, there's a company that we've sent other people to get hired and they like them. And they asked us if we have any more people and we recommended you. So that was really nice that I got that, you know, that uh, first interview, of course I had to prove myself, but my professor and, and, you know, what's crazy is um, I'm in this space with a lot more men than women Mm -hmm. and it was intimidating at first because I'm not going to lie. There are a lot of soft. There are a lot of engineers with like the god complex, oh. and to be in the space with men and assert yourself. Like you know, even my professor said you you have to assert yourself. You have to. Oh
0: my god, Leah! Oh, I'm staying
1: know. in this, stay in this space <laughs> from stay at home mom baking <laughs> cookies, and then the now I have to. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I even had like a garden and chickens, and you know, now I'm like, oh my goodness, Farmer Leah is gonna go <laughs> the Engineer Leah. This is so good. I had to fake until I made it. You know, I I had to, and um, I will say, it, I mean, I cried because it was frustrating with engineering. It's every day is a new thing. Like you know, it's there, there's a huge learning curve. And you can never master it, but that's also the excitement in it is it's something new and you're always learning. I was going to say, but surely
0: your creativity must love that because it's problem solving yes. all the time. Yeah. But yes, you-
1: that part. Absolutely. And of course, honestly, there was no way I would have made the money I made starting out. There's no way. Yeah. In anything yeah. else, just off the bat. So Coming let's fast after- forward a little
0: bit. We might We might jump forward and jump back. Okay. This job, the idea of doing coding boot camp, becoming a software engineer, has allowed you and your ex-husband to now stay in the same suburb. Am I
1: right? Yes. Yes. Children. So you now have. <laughs> so I was able to keep my house, the house that we bought together almost twenty years ago. I was able to pay the mortgage, afford the mortgage. I was able to pay off my car that he had been paying because I had no income. Yeah. And so we were able to keep the kids in the same schools because honestly, we didn't want to change too much in their lives because we are already making this huge. Temples. I'm just impressed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And he actually rented a house a few streets over, which I know is not ideal for everybody. I will tell you this. I loved him enough to want him to be happy with somebody who fit him better than i did okay so it did not bother me I, and i know it's hard it's just you, like cuz i've i've met people who are divorced men especially who cannot ever imagine their ex-wives being with anyone else but i had made peace with the with the fact that our journey together in that form as husband and wife had come to an end and i was okay with that chapter closing There's
0: work to and do I, but I think we can all absolutely get there it can be I think so too different part of the grief and a different yes. forgiveness and a, a different exercises but we can all absolutely get there absolutely, absolutely. having a new relationship
1: yes yes it's all about perspective honestly it's all about perspective it's not even about the reality of things sending it's them
0: up, isn't it to say i want yes. what's best for you
1: yeah yes and i knew that us wasn't <laughs> <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> so that really helped and he really really appreciated that when he got and he's in a serious relationship and he's so thankful that i didn't make it hard on him i didn't make it hard on her.
0: So you still live just a couple of blocks away from each other? Yes, yeah. yes. Is that still renting, or Have they gone on to own a house? I'm
1: just uh, The first know. year, because we've been divorced almost a year. So the first year he rented by himself, the second year they were going to move in together. And I was praying that they would move close so yeah. that the kids would still. Because, you know, I told him, you have school-aged children, so please don't move away too far where you can't make their games during the weekdays and all that. So um, she actually found a house in the same different street, but same distance. And I told him, tell her, thank you so much for doing that because she had to move closer, you know, to this, this way, come this way yeah. come closer to, yeah. to us. And I am so thankful that she loves my, children and she loves him enough to to say you know she wants a good relationship for them so and does she and have that's not always she has a son who is uh 30 I think so it's yeah so its, it's that as well so that's yes. awesome. and I'm not gonna say it hasn't been there have been some conversations that my ex-husband and I have had to have so I don't want to make it sound like it was just happily ever after, you know, after we got divorced. There were times where, uh, let's say he gets them every other weekend. Um, I don't I didn't ask him for too much, but in in between that time, but I told him, you know, now it's like 90 percent of the time they're with me. So if I ask for a little help or just, you know come by and get them without me asking you, you live really close. So I need, I need that help. And I just had to put some boundaries in place as well. Yeah. Um, and then because she doesn't have school age kids, they travel more. So he's enjoying more of a <laughs> um, well, then, uh, more flexible. Yes. Uh, and, and so, you know, I, you know, I'd say Please take into consideration that <laughs> your children are... Uh, who is the least least For instance, you. yes, exactly, exactly. For instance, they took a trip the uh, three days before school started, and I needed him to be around <laughs> during that time, but because she doesn't have school-age children, she wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah, cool. So, and you-
0: Um, Do you work full-time as a software engineer in addition to all of your... Yes, yes. Yeah, so if you're trying to get
1: into school, yeah. Yes, first day of school and getting everybody back from summer vacation and, you know, that first week I needed extra help, but he was in, you know, Cancun or wherever... (laughs) So we had to talk about that, mm-hmm. you know, just please be around and just just plan around just things like this. I don't ask for a lot. I really don't. I try to handle it. And I will say this. It's been such a blessing that one of my fears was when I um, when I was a stay at home mom, one of the most beautiful things was I cooked breakfast every morning. I did a devotional with the kids and sent them to the school. My fear was that once I started working, I would not be able to do those things or be available. So I'm really grateful that because I work from home, it's flexible enough for me to still cook breakfast in the morning. I go to the gym and then I come back and I start working and send them to school. And I have that flexibility of doing a load of laundry or cooking dinner before they get home. Honestly, that's the only way I was even able to set aside an hour a day towards my business coaching, writing the book that I wrote. I had to be disciplined with my time, but it did really help that I was working from home to be able to juggle all those things and still be available for my kids. So,
0: again, I'm just going to pause and give you some recognition for this (laughs) because I don't want anybody listening to hear oh well it's okay for Leah because she was able to work from home or she was able to have that flexibility or it's fine for her and not for me actually I would call that life by design you have actively gone to learn a whole new language you've actively got a job that creates financial stability for you and your family and the flexibility to be the mom that you want to be and the, you know, careful co-parent that you are and that beautiful blended family that you have. So it's not by accident that, them, I feel that um, my situation is very similar to yours. There's a huge amount of flexibility. I need to be disciplined with my time. I've got multiple jobs, um, but it's not by accident. These things were by design.
1: Yes, you're, you're right. You are very right. Because even when I walked into that coding boot camp and I talked to one of the professors, I had a lot of questions and I wanted to make sure, like I said, I'm I'm an entrepreneur at heart. So I wanted to make sure that whatever I stepped into, it still allowed me to build my life how I wanted to. I, I wanted to love my life. Yeah. So it didn't matter as much to me if I had the money, if I had this the stress that came with it so even after i started i chose an area in the company uh, because actually the vice president said hey you can look at three different areas you know train in the three different areas and choose one i chose the one that came with less money than the other two but it came with less stress and i knew i love that you know yeah and i thought you know what i would rather make less money and have more flexibility to build because the the life I want to design is to continue moving towards entrepreneurship and financial and time freedom. That is so much more important to me than advancing in engineering to tell you the truth. Yeah. So everything, like you said, everything I've done and it's funny, I, sometimes I stop and I say, wow, I guess it's because I, I, I want to remain humble. But I forget how much I had my hand in this to where I made sure I chose certain paths and and declined certain things to, to design this. That's right. You didn't. So you didn't when you bring that up.
0: Graduate, makes... right? You worked your tail off, and you worked as yes. I said, during, yes. during the school hours in order to absolutely create the possibility where you could move out from being a stay-at-home mom, where you could yes, what, mm, what am I trying to say? Where you could like remain in the area that you were bringing your yes. Family. This is an incredible story, Leah. I'm so proud of you. Thank I don't want to you. Really understand thank you. you. I really don't, but I'm so pleased for you.
1: you know Thank I mean? you so much. That means so much. And any any woman out there, I promise you, anything you want, if you sit like I had a vision board. If I could show you, I would show you. It's so crazy. I put a vision board together. I put Bali on there. I put an author, uh, a writer signing books um, amongst other things, right? So I just kept taking pictures throughout the year right and then i went back and i looked at this vision board and i could not believe i have pictures that mirror the vision board and it wasn't like i said oh let me go get into this outfit or let me braid my hair a certain way so that it looks like this picture on my vision board it's eerily just similar and i i was blown away by how much if you really visualize if you really plan if you're disciplined you can you can do it it's it's not just
0: yeah there are there are a couple said today that absolutely align with how I teach you know through my programs and through my coaching one of them is around values you'd mentioned earlier about you know wanting to make sure you know what your values are you want to make sure that you bring someone to your life that has similar values that's really important and I think when there's a dissolution of a marriage often we forget our values. Because we've compromised along the way and the person we've become is so different to the person we intended to be, we need to reconnect with those. The second yes. part is those intentions. So you're just talking about visualizing, you know, and creating the vision board and the and the intentions for what we want for our life. It's so important. Yes. A lot yes. of what I do is I work with people on what's your intention for your, your separation, right? Do you want to be able to Be in the same room with your ex-husband. Do you want to be able to be at graduation or at their wedding? Because unless you are crystal clear about your intentions, it's very easy to get distracted by our triggers and our emotions and behave badly. So there's quite a
1: quite a lot of what
0: you say. I'm like,
1: yes, yes, yes. Here, I love that. I love that. See, there is proof. There is proof that it works. It really does. And that just gives hope to other people to know that, you know, when it feels like things are out of control and you just want to give up or, you you know, there's always hope and there's always a way out. Yeah. And I, yeah.
0: I'd like to, I'd like to ask you a little bit bit about that Were there were there any moments in there so from deciding to sign up to coding boot camp to fast forward and you own a home you own your family home or you've got the mortgage of your family home were there moments in there where you just thought oh my god I can't I can't I don't know how I'm going to make this work
1: absolutely absolutely the third day of coding boot camp I walked out of class <laughs> because I didn't I was overwhelmed and it was only the third day Fast forward a month later, fast forward two, three months later, I kept crying because I thought there's no way that I can make it on my own. I cannot do this. What if I don't find a job? What if we lose the house? What if, what if, what if? But honestly, I thought, you know, and what's funny is uh, I told you like the first time I got married at 19 and I got my green card uh, around 22, 23. So by 23, I was a single mom with a toddler and I was still getting my bachelor's because I had to stop going to school to college when I didn't have my green card. I always think back to that girl. If that girl did it, she had a toddler, got her bachelor's, had a full-time corporate job and I made it. I know I can do anything. So I just kept pushing past the fear and I used to be a perfectionist where I waited till everything lined up to move. Mm -hmm. And now I honestly just every day I get up and I say, okay, let me just go this way. And if if there's an obstacle, then I shift a little bit and I just try to move the needle a little bit every day. And I knew that eventually, eventually I would succeed if I just kept pushing past the fear. So fear isn't necessarily not going to go away but how I look at it is I told fear, okay, fine, get in the car, but I'm driving. Beautiful. So you can come with me. Yes. Yes. You're not navigating. You're not, you're not <laughs> driving. And I think for me, it was mindset. I knew and I, and I knew if I can master my thoughts, I can do anything. And I, once I uh, finished coding bootcamp, I took a coaching certification course for a year yeah, and good. I just studied mindset mindset. I was like, if I, I'm going to be a beast. If I can master this, nothing's going to touch me like it did before. So now I help women heal from heartbreak. And I teach a transformation style where it's step-by-step changing your mindset, capturing your thoughts and making sure that you have the right thoughts that that you target your core beliefs, because honestly, even with the coding bootcamp or anything that I thought wasn't going to work in my life, I knew there was a subconscious belief going on underneath all that, that I had to get rid of. That was all it was. And it was, can I really provide for myself? Can I really find, and honestly, you know, he was a good man. And a lot of my friends thought, are you crazy? He doesn't do these things like, you know, because to them, only somebody who cheats hits you drinks or, you know, things like that were grounds for divorce because like I said I have a lot of um Christian friends as well who believe that but I I knew that I you know we would both be better off if we didn't keep torturing each other you know each other in this space and I had to get past that fear of will I ever find anyone again will I um Because I knew at the end of the day, if I needed him to take care of me, he would. And I had to, I had to face those too. I had to face those fears, but my hopes for a better future and knowing that this is not how I want the next 20 years to go, I had to get out. And honestly, now I encourage women, even when you're married, have something for yourself. It doesn't mean that you're planning to get away. It just means you don't want to, you don't lose your identity. Yes, being a mother and a wife are great callings. I would not take that back. I would not take back me being a stay-at-home mom, but but I could have, because if I can now as a single mom, work full-time, write a book and do all the things I did, I know I could have done that once the kids were in school, especially Mm -hmm. I know when they're little, it's harder, but I know I could have done that back then too, but I was afraid to start. And so
0: no it's quite okay to not feel ambitious in those moments either, right? Yeah,
1: it's, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. It's okay to be I'm I'm owning this part of my life right now. Um, Absolutely. But having a part of your own identity, it doesn't necessarily mean writing a book or retraining, but it can be. Yeah. It can it can be be active. active. It can be like girls yes. way, making sure that you stay connected with your female friendships make sure that you stay connected with passions whether it's dance whether it's art yes Yes. yeah keeping some things for yourself for sure
1: yeah because I feel like as as moms and wives it's very fulfilling to take care and we're nurturing for the most part and we pour and pour and pour and at first it feels great but we forget to ask for help Uh, or we may want it done a certain way, so we don't delegate. And then resentment builds when, you know, we feel like nobody's filling our cups. So I think it's just a good idea to to be able to pour into others, to pour into ourselves first. And the reason I, I say it's good to have something for yourself as well, even financially, to tell you the truth, is because it's heartbreaking. Some of these stories that I see and some of the Facebook groups on men, there are women who are being abused or they they want to leave, but they have no money. They have nothing that is theirs because they trusted their entire life over to someone else. And I still believe in marriage and I still believe in love. So don't take me wrong when I say that it's just smart to make sure that you still have something for yourself so that if you ever are in a situation where you want to leave and options. if it's a situation, you have options
0: yeah so um, it should be a partnership yeah. equals and of course you it's, know there's going to be different levels of more equal in one way and less equal in another absolutely. it should absolutely, absolutely. Be a partnership, not a dictatorship um, absolutely I think that I think I've been able to summarize that there's five kind of areas of your success formula so let me just read them back to you and tell me if I'm missing something you have um healthy boundaries right I think that's really important your mm-hmm. respect for your ex is a very big part of your success formula being able to maintain that and I know that you would have been challenged at times that would have been yes. very <laughs> Um, being financially independent and developing your financial independence was a big part of your success. Yes. Uh, your amicable co-parenting and the work that's required to get to that point. And the fifth bit around your blended, your beautiful blended family and being able to create space for that to be a reality. Is there anything I've missed there? I want to talk about your your self-development in a moment, but is there anything else in your success formula of your, you know, best possible divorce?
1: Uh-huh that was it that was you you summed it up perfectly beautiful so how can people
0: work with you you spoke about being a transformational coach how can people find you and learn more about what you do and how they might be able to work with you
1: absolutely so I'm on Facebook with my name is my uh handle Leah Johannes L-I-Y-A show notes yeah click okay and uh on Instagram as well and my website is dioplife.com and it's spelled D as in do it on purpose. So D-I-O-P-Life.com. So and those are the ways that they can get in touch with me. And they should read your book. Yes. Okay. And my book is on Amazon as well. And uh, it's named Memoirs of a Young Ethiopian Girl, just like you had said earlier. So it is on Amazon. Uh, I have the ebook and the paperback on there as well.
0: Leah, if there were medals for great divorces, <laughs> you'd be getting a bunch of them.
1: Thank <laughs> you so much. It, such a beautiful story. story in a I'm
0: so grateful that you've been able to share this with us and to inspire some of our listeners that it is possible to go from being a stay at home mom to an absolute badass. And I love your story thank you so much for sharing thank you Becca thanks for listening I hope you took something of value out of this episode I'm your host Becca Maxwell and you can find me on the web at dodivorceright.com or on Instagram at dodivorceright I look forward to connecting with you there